I want this to encourage you because there can be so much pressure around milestone birthdays. I know this because you all tell me this and because I felt it myself. Hey, my name is Sarah Short and I'm a busy mom of five kids ages 11 to 19. And after almost two decades of parenting, I'm here to share with you everything I've learned from my triumphs and successes and from my biggest mistakes. Think of me as the mom who's been where you are, remembers how hard, hilarious, and exhausting your days are, and wants to help you navigate your days as a mom with courage and intention, all while creating a home life you love and coming out the other side with great relationships with your kids. My Nana once told me, there's no way but through. Turns out she was right in life and in motherhood. So throw in some headphones and come laugh and cry with me as we talk about all things mom. This is the No Way But Through podcast. Welcome back in to the No Way But Through podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Short, and I am so glad to be back here with you today and every day. Every time I come back on here, I'm just so happy to be back with you talking about mom life and mom stuff and how I've done things over the years with my kids over the last 20 years and wanting to share with you how I've grown as a mom through the things that I've learned, through the things that I've done well, and from my mistakes. I have learned so much from my mistakes. Just a quick reminder before we get into today's podcast that if you aren't part of our Instagram community yet over there, I would love for you to connect with us on No Way But Through on Instagram. It's just a great place for you to engage with me, for you to send messages to me, for you to engage through stories and in the comment sections with other moms. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I'd love for you to join us over there. And also, If you've been listening and you've been loving this podcast, I would love it. And it would mean so much to me if you'd leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. That is just a great way for other people to find my podcast better. And as it's growing, as we continue on here, it's just a great way for Apple to see that y'all are listening as you submit reviews and a great way for other moms to find the podcast as well. Today, we're going to talk about Milestone birthdays. And one of the most common questions I get from the young moms that I mentor and in the weekly question box over all of last fall, multiple times in that question box, I got the question, how do you celebrate your kids' milestone birthdays? I've always just responded over there on Instagram to individually to the moms that have asked me that question because I just knew it would be a great topic to dive into more deeply. And so a quick answer just seemed like that was the best way to get through at that moment. But I kind of told those moms, listen, I think I'm going to record a podcast episode on that next spring. So I told them I would do it. And here it is. I love this question because... I love celebrating my kids. I love celebrating the big events in their lives. And I I really, really love celebrating their birthdays. And there are some birthdays that 
just feel extra special because of the age that my kids are turning or the season that they're in or the new season that they're entering in their lives once they turn that age. And I know you guys get this even as young moms because you've asked me this question and as you think about your kids, you're thinking about how you really want to celebrate them and celebrate them well and in special ways, especially these milestone birthdays. So today, I'm going to talk about these milestone birthdays in two parts. First, I'm going to start out talking about some of the really basic foundational things that have really affected the way that we have approached milestone birthdays around here. It's important for me to share some of the whys behind the things that we do and also to pass on to you the wisdom that I've gained over the last 20 years that we've been celebrating our kids' birthdays and how that's played out over here. And then the second part, I'm going to talk specifically to you about their individual birthdays, those individual milestones, and how we specifically celebrate those. We actually have a very intentional and plotted out and planned out system, if if you want to call it that, in how we celebrate some of their bigger birthdays. And I, I love that I get to share this with you today because it's something that's so special about our family life around here. One of the reasons I chose this week to talk about this on the podcast is that my husband and my soon-to-be 18-year-old son are away on his 18th birthday trip. I'll talk more about this in the second part of this podcast, but our kids get something really special when they turn 18. And my son is in Florida right now enjoying his trip with his dad, this very specific trip we tailor to him. And I'm so excited for both of them. And I cannot wait to hear all about it when they get back. Another reason I feel really comfortable and confident in talking with you about this is that I now have two adult children that have had their birthdays celebrated in the ways that we have done this. And one is right on their heels. He just turned 16. And then I have two more kids right behind him. So we've had a lot of years of watching this play out and making adjustments when we've needed to. But for the most part, This system, per se, that we've used to celebrate our kids' milestone birthdays is something we developed when our oldest was very young, when he was a toddler. And we have stuck with this all the way through now into his adult years. And it has really served us and our kids and our family collectively so, so well. So first, I'm going to talk about some really foundational thinking we have around birthdays, celebrations, and celebrating our kids. And then secondly, I'll hop into the specifics of how we do that on their milestone birthdays. So let's start out with this one main principle that guides how we celebrate our kids' milestone birthdays, and that's this. Milestone birthdays reinforce what our kids already know and believe about us and themselves. One of the things that I shared with you guys back in episode four on two habits that that we've developed to cultivate a close-knit family is that we really prioritize family dinner. That was one. And the second one is that we celebrate our kids as individuals. This is a habit and a practice. 
Both of those things are habits and practices that we do all year long. Dinner around our family table is where we engage with our kids on a daily basis. It's where we listen to them. It's where we open our hearts to one another, us to them and them to us. It's a safe space for our kids to come in and share about their days and things they're going through at school or in their lives. It's part of our daily rhythm, and it's part of what makes us connected as a family and helps our kids feel seen and known and loved. I mentioned in that episode that I know that family dinner can be hard because of sports schedules or work schedules and activities and different things that we all have going on. And so sometimes that connection point isn't always dinner. It might be a Saturday breakfast, a Sunday afternoon lunch, or just other times of connecting during the week. But this specific practice of gathering around the table together as a family is absolutely foundational and I would say essential in helping our kids feel seen and known and loved throughout the entire year. I also mentioned in that episode that we work really hard and do very intentional things to celebrate our kids as individuals. We have five kids and every single one of them is different from the others. When we plan activities as a family, when we plan vacations, when we do things together, we think about our kids as individuals and what within those activities we're doing as a family will make each of our kids feel loved and special and honored as part of our bigger collective as a family. I talked about that a lot in that episode four. One of the examples that I gave you is that when we go to New York City as a family, which is a tradition that we've kind of done every year, is that we take a football to Central Park because our boys love to play football. And we don't expect them just to go to Central Park in all of its beauty and all of its grandeur. And Jason and I might be able to appreciate it just for that. We see them as individuals and we tailor things to them as individuals. And even though they're part of a big family, we think about ways to celebrate and love them individually. In New York, it's that football in Central Park. And I mentioned in episode four as well, we went to the Harry Potter store because we have a couple of kids that absolutely love Harry Potter. And so we made that part of our New York City trip. Another thing I mentioned in that episode is that when someone in our family is involved in something, a sport or a theater production or any kind of activity, swim team, we all go and we all cheer them on. Why? Because we really want our kids to be able to cheer for each other individually and for others to develop the skill of cheering for others. For our kids, too, to know that they are loved and celebrated individually in whatever they choose to pursue. But also then for our other kids to have opportunities to cheer for their siblings, to cheer for others, and to know and see that life isn't all about them. If you haven't listened to that episode, episode four, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that one if you want to understand some of this on a deeper level. But what I really want you to understand from this is that we celebrate our kids all year. Not in these 
big over the top ways that I'm going to talk about in milestone birthdays here in a minute. But the milestone birthdays and the bigger celebrations that go on within and around those birthdays, they reinforce what we've been doing all year long. Gathering around our table, listening to our kids and celebrating the individuals that they are and investing in them as individual people. The birthday, this milestone birthday celebration is just an extension, a bigger extension of that. I tell you this to encourage you, not to discourage you. I want this to encourage you because there can be so much pressure around milestone birthdays. I know this because you all tell me this and because I felt it myself. You look at what other people are doing and you see these big milestone birthdays and the big extravagant parties and overnight trips friends are taking their kids and their friends on or whatever it is that they're doing. And what I want you to be encouraged with today is that the imprint you are leaving on them day by day week by week, month by month throughout the year is what will make a lasting impact on them as people. Your investment in your kids throughout the year by being present, by facilitating conversations with them, by giving them an open space to process their lives, by going to their games and cheering for them and being intimately interested in the things that they're interested in and rallying their siblings around them, that is the everyday work and fun that is going to make or break their milestone birthday celebrations. There is nothing magical that happens on a milestone birthday. There's no magic you can draw up, no trip you can plan, no big party you can throw for them that will be special and meaningful to them if they don't have a foundation that's built underneath it all, where they know they are loved and cared for and celebrated all year long in their everyday lives. Let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about here. So I've had conversations with peers over the years about milestone birthdays and what they wanted to do with their kids at 10 or 13 or 16 or 18 or 8 or whatever age it is that is a big kind of milestone that they want to celebrate with their kids. And I have had friends say to me things like, we planned this big 13th birthday trip and it just didn't work out and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be with them. And I just really think maybe 13 is just a bad age to take kids on a trip because they're really weird at 13 and they just don't get it and it just didn't work out. I've heard different variations of these kinds of things from different friends and acquaintances over the years and I get it. I get this because there are different seasons in your life with your kids where you're going to be connected with them on different levels. They will go through some years of their childhood where they will be more connected with you and you will go through seasons with them, especially teenagers, where you might feel a real disconnect with them for a season and you think, gosh, how is it possible that I am not connecting with my own child? You will feel that way sometimes. If you haven't felt that yet with your really little ones, you will feel that at some point later on. But what I really want to say about this is that one of the things that I've witnessed in the last 20 years that I've been a mom is that moms or dads or both are not doing the intentional work of connecting with their kids day by day, 
day in and day out, hour by hour, week by week, month by month, throughout the year. When I hear these kinds of things, it's usually when dinner isn't prioritized or the dad is choosing to travel. I'm not talking about when he has to for work and it's obligatory, but a dad who chooses to travel because he wants to go to a certain conference and he wants to be on the go and he enjoys that, but he doesn't come to games or the mom just comes to the kids' games, the dad doesn't come, the siblings don't come to their games, to their theater productions. And there just isn't this connectedness of relationship that I was talking about previously. There isn't an intention to really prioritize relationships with their kids and be home and be present and be involved. And so when the milestone birthday comes, let's say 13, they plan this big trip and they spend all of this money and then they go on the trip and it isn't what they thought it was going to be with their kid. Why wasn't it this awesome experience where we were all, mom and dad got this amazing time with their kid and they're hearing from other people and they're having this amazing experience and they just aren't feeling this and the trip feels flat and they come back and it's just all of these questions around why this didn't work. Why did we spend all of this money? Why did dad take time off of work and we got childcare for our younger kids and we did all of this maneuvering to make this 13th birthday trip happen and it just wasn't anything that they hoped it would be. There is no magic in a trip. There is no magic that happens the day of their 13th birthday and they flip from 12 to 13. A new setting Being a year older, flying across the country to California to do something special somewhere even halfway across the world, going to New York City, going to Florida, going to Disney World, that cannot and will not replace the daily investment that you need to make into relationships with your kids and creating a magical birthday moment for you and for them will not happen just because they turn a certain age. The milestone birthday celebration, it just reinforces what's already there. If you have been investing in relationship with your kids, if you've been prioritizing them, if they know that they're loved and special and wanted and cared for and known, then you can go anywhere. You can stay home and celebrate them. You can go on a trip and celebrate them. You can do anything at all to celebrate them. And that celebration will just reinforce to them what they already know about themselves. If you do something special, like over the top, if you go on a trip, if you take them to New York or take them to Disney World, yes, that can be magical and extraordinary for both of you, for all three of you but only if that foundational relationship is there. So I just want to encourage you, especially you young moms, that it is this day in and day out really rewarding, sometimes hard, but always worth it work that you do to prioritize relationships with your kids as a group of siblings, as individuals around the table, at home, in the car, at their sports games, at their theater productions, and 
all of the different ways that you show them and teach them that they are your priority and that your relationship with them is something you value and is so important to you that is the really, really good work you get to do as parents now with little tiny kids. All right. So now that I've sort of talked about that very foundational piece, let's get into some practical stuff. We have two baseline celebrations that we do for every kid in our family every year. And surprise, this aligns with what I've just talked with you about. Every birthday, Jason gets up early in the morning and takes our birthday kid to get donuts for our whole family. They get to pick the donut shop they go to, and they get to pick the kinds of donuts, and they bring them home, and they get to announce that they've arrived, and they share them with their siblings. One of the things we have loved about this over the years is that as our kids have gotten older, they know exactly the types of donuts that their siblings like. And it is always so fun for me as the mom, because when my kid comes walking back in the door with that box of donuts, they have thought about their siblings and picked out donuts that they know their siblings will specifically want. They didn't do that when they were toddlers and tiny little kids, but it's been so fun for us to watch them as they've gotten older, really know their siblings and know the kind of donuts that they'd want. And now what they bring home is this magical mix of the kind of donuts they love and the kind of donuts their siblings love. Secondly, the birthday kid gets to pick our family dinner the night of their birthday. Every single one of my kids looks forward to this every birthday because they get to choose what meal we have. They get to choose what we have for dessert. And then again, we gather around the table like we do almost every night and we celebrate them. They are the star at the table. We share our favorite memories with that birthday kid from the past year and we all go around the table and we talk about what that favorite memory is with them. Jason and I love this so much because we love hearing what each of our kids loved doing with their sibling from the past year. I can't tell you just what a fun moment, what a great blessing that is to both of us as their parents. Then the second thing that we do is we all then go around the table and we speak out loud to our birthday kid what it is that we love about them. Just one thing. It can be really simple and sometimes the kids pull out something that's really deep. We have been doing this all the way through their childhood and all the way up through their teen years. And again, I cannot tell you how much it blesses me and Jason to sit at that table and watch our kids honor each other. And I love seeing the face of our child who's being celebrated on their birthday and watching just in their face what those words of encouragement do to him or her. How can they not feel honored? How can they not feel seen and known and loved when surrounded at the table by people that they live with day in and day out at this table that's become such a foundational part of our family life? And then there's this one day when all of our eyes turn towards that child and speak life-giving words to them. 
It's just so special for our birthday kid. And it is honestly, it is so special for the rest of us. So we do those two things every year, every single birthday for each of our kids. Other than getting donuts and getting to pick out our family dinner, we don't have anything else that we do every year consistently for our kids. Jason and I usually do get them a birthday gift of some sort, but it is usually something small under $25. All of this is really intentional. It's intentional because we want their milestone birthdays to be memorable. The things that we do every birthday for them are things that are centered around what we already do as a family, our family table and our shared experiences together. Milestone birthdays, we absolutely love celebrating these in a bigger way. And part of the reason for that is that we are not exhausting ourselves with five big birthday parties every year that we feel like need to get bigger and bigger as the years go on. One of the things that my friends and I have talked about over the years in different seasons is just how elaborate birthday parties have become. And one of the things about birthday parties is that the more elaborate they have become, the more pressure we might feel to hop in and get in on it and have an elaborate birthday party ourselves every time our kid has a birthday. How do we outdo the party we did last year for our kid? How do we come up with something different five different times throughout the year? Because we have five kids and we've only got so much creative energy. Or so-and-so did this birthday party like this, so how do we outdo that? One of the reasons that we keep our kids' birthdays grounded at home but incredibly meaningful is that we just don't want to participate in this. We are not about keeping up with the Joneses around here. We are not about comparison and feeling like we need to one-up ourselves from last year or one-up one of our friends or our kids' friends. We don't want to play the game and we don't want to be in on the comparison. And one of the things that's keeping their birthdays simple with donuts and family dinner does is that we just don't have to compete. We have our way of doing things. We've planned it out. We feel confident in it. Our kids know what it is and what to expect. And so we just don't have to hop in on the comparison and get ourselves all worked up or tied up in knots over what so-and-so is doing or what we think we need to be doing now too. And because our kids know our system, if you want to call it that, at our house, because they know how we celebrate them and because it's been so life-giving and meaningful to them, They have never come to us and said, well, so-and-so just had this big party and just did this and I want to do this now too, or I want to do something better. They know they don't have to do this. We don't have to play that game because what we have is good for us and for our family. And it's special and it's meaningful. And also because they know that their milestone birthdays are coming. Another reason we love saving special birthday celebrations for specific milestones is that we get to pour our creativity and our money and our time and our investment into those specific birthdays. We never feel burnt out by it. 
We usually are only planning one, maybe two birthday parties or celebrations total in a year. So Jason and I both have capacity and creativity that we're ready to pour into those celebrations. Because we have reserved really big things for those milestone birthdays, when our kids have a friend who gets something or does something really special, like a big birthday party or an over-the-top celebration that costs $1,000, they don't run home to us and complain or tell us that that's something that they want or why don't we do this because they know what's coming for them. If it's a milestone year for them, Something is coming their way very soon. And if it isn't a milestone year for them, it's coming in a year or two down the road and they have that to look forward to. This is true of watching their siblings get these specific celebrations too. A friend was telling me just the other day that she had planned her daughter's birthday party and they were celebrating her daughter and she was having her party and her son came up to her and said to her at his sister's party, well, what are we going to do for my birthday next month? Because our kids know what we do for birthdays, they get to enter into the joy of their siblings' celebrations because they know if it's not a birthday party year for them, they know it's coming. They don't need to compare or begrudge their sibling the celebration their brother or sister is having. They learn to be for each other in this way. And they learn to be for their friends in this way. And we have loved watching that play out. When their friends have special birthday celebrations, our kids are excited and for their friend. There's a scene in the first Harry Potter book or movie, if you've seen the movie and you haven't read the book, it's one of the opening scenes and Harry is in his closet under the stairs and it's Dudley's birthday. Dudley is the spoiled son of the Dursleys who Harry is living with. Dudley comes down the stairs and he goes into the kitchen and he looks into the family room. His mom actually covers his eyes and he looks into the family room and he sees his presence his eyes pan the room and you can see him sort of counting his birthday gifts and he shouts out, how many are there? <laughs> to which his dad responds, 36. And then Dudley screams out, 36? That's the same number I had last year. He's completely disgruntled to which his mother responds that they will go out later that day and he can pick out two new birthday presents so that he has one more than he had the year before. We cringe at this, right? If you haven't seen that movie or you haven't read that book, it's so good. And just Google this scene too, Dudley's birthday, if you haven't seen it and you'll know what I'm talking about. But we cringe at this, right? The absolute entitlement of it. But if we aren't careful as parents, if we feel like we need to keep up with this idea that whatever birthday parties our friends are doing for their kids or whatever we do for each of our other kids each year on their birthday and we have to one up that every year, we will end up unintentionally in a situation very similar to what the Dursleys found themselves in in Harry Potter. We live in a world, especially 
with social media and Pinterest and Reels and Instagram accounts of paid influencers and these elaborate birthday parties and celebrations. And you as a mom, you could absolutely exhaust yourself trying to keep up with it all. The planning, the financial expense, the running around to try to create something big and overdone year after year because you feel like you need to keep up. I want to encourage you as a mom who's gone before you and seen it all that you don't have to do it. You do not have to play this crazy game of insane, elaborate birthday parties every year. It isn't what will make your kids feel loved and know love. It isn't what will create lasting connection with you and them. You have every day of their lives throughout their entire childhood, 18 plus years, to communicate that love to them, to show them how much you value and care for them. You do not have to do it with an elaborate birthday party every year. You don't. And I'm here to tell you, as a mom who has not done it and has kids who I truly believe really know they're loved, cherished, wanted, and celebrated. You just don't have to do it. Do your kids want a birthday party from time to time? Yes, of course they do. Who doesn't love a birthday party? But you know what your kids really want? Even if they can't verbalize it to you, and even if they don't realize it themselves yet, your kids want you. Day in and day out, present, available, loving, listening, guiding them. And to any dads that might be listening to this today, I want to tell you that the same is true for you. Your kids don't want more money. Your kids don't need more access. Your kids want you They want you to be present. If your work is your main priority and the accolades you get from work, either for your own ego or because you feel like you're even out there doing good in the world, that's your priority. Your kids will know it. No expensive gift. No elaborate trip. No big birthday overnight over-the-top party, none of that will ever mean more to them than you being a present dad in their lives. So now that we've talked about how we celebrate every birthday for each of our kids, donuts and dinner, that's an easy way to remember it, and then also the importance of being present and available, loving and intentional with your kids all year long, and how their annual celebrations reinforce what we prioritize, We do celebrate milestone birthdays in a very special way. I'm going to go through now exactly how we do milestone birthdays. And I share with you, not because I'm giving you a formula for what will work for you or what will be perfect for your family, but to show you what's really worked for us. I think it could be a helpful framework as you develop your own traditions on milestone birthdays for your kids and maybe use some of it and discard the rest. 
But I think milestone birthdays are really important and it's really special and it really does give you an opportunity as parents to just love your kids in such a specific and intentional way on birthdays that are milestones and that are kind of a big deal to you and to them. All right, here we go. We've identified five milestone birthdays that we celebrate big in our house. And I'm going to just walk you through all five of those now. The first milestone is age one. When our babies turn one, we have a party. And we have a party that's pretty much for mom. I love it when my babies turn one. It feels like both of us have arrived past the newborn stage and the up all night, and they're starting to learn to walk, though I did have some kids that walked really, really late. So if your kids are late walkers, I get it. Mine walked really, a few of mine walked really, really late. But the world is opening up to them, and they are so much fun. And if they're not walking, they're crawling all over the place. And we have just always had a birthday party for our one-year-olds. I think every one-year-old should have a smash cake or a cupcake or a cake that they dig into and make a huge mess with. And I have just loved watching each of my five children turn one. We invite friends or family over and we have cake and some food and I've decorated a little bit. We've done different things with each of them. But their one-year-old birthday party is something we have loved in our house. Jason and I have loved it as parents and I cherish the memories as their mom. I cherish the memories when I look back on their first birthdays. I just think one is a big deal and I love celebrating our one-year-olds and so each Each one of them has had a party with family or friends. We actually lived in Michigan when a couple of them turned one. So we've even just had friends over and we just celebrated our newly minted one-year-old. Number two, the second milestone we celebrate big is age five. And we have another party when our kids turn five. So this is really their second birthday party. This has looked different for each one of our kids, but what happens at five is that they're beginning, they're just beginning to have some cute little friends, right? You guys know this. You young moms are probably in this right now. Usually at this age, their friends are still pretty much the kids of my friends. But we've had playdates for a few years and five-year-olds are just absolutely precious. They are getting ready to head off to kindergarten and they're going to then make some friends of their own that I'm not going to even know and I'm not going to know what their whole day looks like. And it's just they're able to verbalize at five what they like. And so you can pick a theme that they're excited about and it's their birthday party. And I just I've always loved that they've come out of the toddler years and they're just beginning to discover who they are and what they love. And so we've always had a birthday party for our cute little five-year-old. Sometimes it's been friends. Sometimes it's been grandparents. We've done a movie and popcorn and cupcakes. We've played games in the yard. We've gone to a park. We've done all different things. But at five, they get to pick the theme. And we have a cute little five-year-old birthday party with some little friends. That leads me to our third milestone birthday that we celebrate big, and that is 10. This might be my favorite, but I don't know if I could pick a favorite. But if I I was forced to, I think I might have to pick 10. This is the year that they get the biggest birthday party. 
double digits. We make such a big deal about 10 around here. So much in their life is developing at age 10. They have friends. They have church friends, maybe. They have school friends. They've At this point, they've made friends on their own that don't have anything to do with me or their dad. They've made friends on their own. Some of their friends are just not the kids of my friends. Their likes and the things that they care about have become very specifically them at 10 They know what they like, and in some ways, they are really discovering who they are and who they're going to be. So we throw them a big party tailored just for them. For Jack, he had fallen in love with football and the Baltimore Ravens. So he had a Baltimore Ravens-themed birthday party at a local park. He invited 10 or so of his friends from school, and they played football, and we set up cones, and they had a Ravens-themed birthday cake, and he got his first Ravens jersey from us. It was just such a Jack party. For Max, when he turned 10, he loved to go bowling. So we had a big bowling birthday party for him at a bowling alley in downtown Raleigh. I got bowling decorations and we had a cake that had bowling pins and a ball on it. And he invited some church friends and some school friends. And they just had this big birthday party at an alley in downtown Raleigh. I made some of his most favorite foods, which were ham and cheese sliders, which you guys have probably made. He absolutely loved those. And we just celebrated him so big that day. Lincoln, our third son, for his 10th birthday party, he had a make-your-own-slime party. Y'all, you know I love this kid if I was willing to host a slime party at my house. In fact, one of my best friends whose kids came to his party said to me, I cannot even believe you are willing to do this, but I'm so grateful because slime has stained our carpet upstairs and I have banned slime from my house. So thank you so, so much for having a slime party. And it got all over my house and it was a mess here, but I was so happy to do it because it was my 10-year-old's birthday. He invited some of his friends over and he invited that group of siblings from the same family and they just had a big slime time. They made a huge mess, but it was his birthday and it was so, so special. We ended up buying him a ton of supplies, slime supplies for his birthday that year as our gift to him that, gosh, I still think he has some of that stuff today. Bless, bless it all. We survived, y'all. We survived. For Wit, our little Wit, he turned 10, and like his oldest brother, Jack, he was absolutely obsessed with football. He still actually is obsessed with football at 13, but at 10, he wanted a football-themed birthday party, so he invited a handful of his friends over. He told them all to wear jerseys, and they played football in the street, and they watched Remember the Titans together on our outdoor movie screen, and he had the time of his life because all he wanted for his big party was to get to play football in the street with his buddies and watch that movie with them. For our little Holly, she had surgery two days after her 10th birthday, which is two days after Christmas. And because it was just right then around Christmas, it was a terrible time to plan a party. So we celebrated her by spoiling her with gifts and filling her world and life with more squishmallows than any one 10-year-old should ever have. 
as hard as it was on, on my heart as her mom, and maybe also on her that she had surgery right around her 10th birthday, we just kind of felt like she had a big birthday party for about a month. I share this with you about Holly because the way that this has all unfolded has never been perfect. Do we have a plan? Yes, we do. Do we have a system that we follow? Yes, we do. But sometimes real life means real adjustments. And even with the best intentions and the best plans, sometimes you got to pivot. So we just adjust. And while I just listed out the four birthday parties we had for our four sons for their 10th birthdays, I think we owe, I think we owe Holly one still. So sometime, probably sometime this year, now that she's finished with her surgeries, we'll throw her a party with some of her girlfriends at her favorite pizza place in Raleigh, V Pizza. So that's how we celebrate our newly minted 10-year-olds. They get a party and they get a big one. The fourth milestone birthday we celebrate is 13. And at 13, they get a trip with their dad. All four of our boys have turned 13, and so all four of them have gotten this special trip with their dad. He plans it with a little input from me if, if and when he wants or needs it, but he mostly plans the trip for them, and he tailors it specifically to each kid. This trip is meant to be celebrating them entering their teen years. And side note, this is not a sex talk trip. This is just a birthday trip. It's a big deal. And a lot of life will unfold for them over the next few years before they hit the next milestone. And he has always said he just loves kicking off their teen years with them. Since I love hearing specifically what people do, I'll give you a quick rundown of each of what their trips have looked like. For Jack, our oldest son, Jason took him to a Ravens game. It was a trip up to Baltimore and it was his first Ravens game ever and such a big deal to him. I get choked up even talking about it. Jason also surprised him with a Washington Nationals game on that trip since they were passing through Washington, D.C. on the way. This trip, the 13-year-old trip, it's a yes trip. There's pretty much nothing our kids can ask for while on that trip that will be answered with a no. You want Starbucks? It's a yes. You want pizza at 11 p.m.? Of course, let's order it. Do you want to stop at Taco Bell and get one of their boxes and an extra large Mountain Dew? 100% yes. For Max, our second son, Jason took him to Chicago to see Hamilton. Max absolutely loves theater, going to the theater, and he loves Hamilton. He had memorized almost the entire soundtrack before they went on that trip, and so Jason flew him to Chicago. They went to Navy Pier and Michigan Avenue, and they also went to a Chicago Bulls game while they were there and saw Hamilton. Max still talks about that trip today and how much it meant to him. And he was our kid that wanted pizza at 11 p.m. And he was our kid that wanted Starbucks on every corner. I loved getting those pictures from Jason. For our third son, Lincoln's 13th birthday, Jason took him to Harry Potter World at Universal Studios in Florida. We got him the pink, or we actually made him this pink sticky chocolate cake that Hagrid made for Harry on his birthday that was pink. And we all wore Harry Potter glasses and he opened his letter from Hogwarts. A few days later, he and Jason flew down to Orlando and spent three days at Universal together. 
He got butterbeer and they rode the rides and they looked and took in every detail. And it was just a Harry Potter extravaganza for our kid that loves Harry Potter for three whole days. Jason happens to love Harry Potter too. And so it was really a dream come true for him to be able to take our son there. And lastly, for Wit, our fourth son, he is 13 now. So he just turned 13 in August. And again, just like his older brother, Jack, he loves football. So Jason took him down to Tampa and they went to a Ravens game down at the Bucks Stadium. Jason surprised him with some good friends that had to move there and they got to have lunch with them on that trip as well. And they walked all over Tampa and it all culminated with Wit's favorite Raven signing his jersey before the game. Y'all knew I was going to get emotional, right? Jason always sends me pictures throughout the time that they're gone. And as their mom, who loves them so much, watching them experience these moments with their dad while I stay here and I care for their siblings is so incredibly special for me. I love seeing their dad intentionally love them, spoil them, and most of all, show them that he knows them and that he deeply loves them as individuals. This 13th birthday trip is just, it's so special. Yes, it's about where they go because where they go indicates that they're seen and known and loved. But what makes this trip so special and made this trip so special to each of our boys is that their dad is present, available, interested in pursuit of their hearts, consistently pointing them towards a deep and real and true relationship with God and committed to their good and to being present in their daily lives. That is what makes this trip so special. The fifth and last milestone birthday that we celebrate around here is 18. You might notice that I skipped over 16. 16 is a big deal. It is. You get to drive and you can date because you're able to drive and you can go take a girl out if you want to. But 16 is not a birthday that we make a big deal about around here. You might get a car sometime around then because hallelujah, mom has another driver in the house and you get to drive your siblings to school and be able to drive to work and get a job. And like I said, take a girl out on a date, but we have no formula for 16. It has looked different for each of our three boys that have hit 16. And I share this with you because what someone else might consider a milestone birthday, you don't have to. You get to choose the milestone birthdays that you want to celebrate in your family. And even if one of them, even if it's one of the ones I've already mentioned, you're like, I I just don't want to make a big deal out of 10 or five or one or... 13, you get to choose the milestone birthdays that you want to celebrate and how you want to celebrate them. So for 18, at 18, you get something special that is tailored to you. We have only had two 18-year-olds in our house so far, but at 18, you're an adult. You made it. And maybe even more importantly, We as parents made it. And Lord help us, there were days that we didn't think we were going to get to 18. At this point in our kids' lives, they're adults. And we have had eight 
18 years of loving them and celebrating them. And so for 18, we have decided that we will tailor their birthday gift or experience specifically to them. We've gotten to see and witness them celebrate a lot of birthdays with them. And so we know who they are, we know what they like, and we tailor this birthday gift or celebration to them. For Jack, we got him season tickets to watch his NC State Wolfpack play football. He had been dreaming of having season tickets since he was about 12 years old, and it was so fun and so special for us to be able to give him season tickets to the team he loves. He also really loves a party, so he had about 30 of his friends to our house for some outdoor games and cornhole and spike ball, and we smoked barbecue and just had a big party with a bunch of his friends and guys that have invested in him and love him. Tickets and a party was the perfect way to celebrate our first adult and the perfect way to celebrate our Jack. He loved it and so did we. For Max, who's about to turn 18 in a few weeks, he's on a trip right now. He is less of a big party guy and really, really values one-on-one relationship time. And so his dad is taking him on a trip right now as this podcast drops. I'm not going to share all the details of it yet because they haven't finished their trip, and I want to let him share that if he wants to first, but we tailored everything specifically to him, and I am so excited for that kid. I'm excited when I think about planning 18th birthdays for our other three kids. It's really been so special planning it for our first two. So that's it. That's how we celebrate milestone birthdays. The big ones we celebrate in our house are 1, 5, 10, 13, and 18. If you're the specific type who just loves specific, real, hands-on, practical tips. But every, every birthday, in all of the mundane and in all of the days that run together that we live in between those birthdays, are where we really have learned to celebrate and champion our kids. Their annual birthdays and the bigger ways we celebrate them on milestone birthdays are so special to our kids and to us. But it is our goal for me and Jason as their parents to love and cherish and value and invest in and make a priority each of our kids all throughout the year. This is where the real work and play of parenthood shapes and molds our kids into future adults that know how to love other people well. Jason and I, we take it as an incredible honor and also as a huge responsibility to train kids who become adults who know deep down how loved they are by God and by their parents and who know, who truly know how to love and celebrate the people that God brings into their lives as well. And we know that we can model this for them throughout their lives in every in the everyday and in the special days like their milestone birthdays. 
That's it for this week, you guys. As you think about celebrating your kids and future celebrations and how you want to celebrate their birthdays going forward, I really hope that I gave you some good framework to think about it and maybe even some practical ideas as you think forward and how you might want to celebrate your kids on their big birthdays ahead. Would love to connect with you guys over on Instagram, so feel free to join us over there where we have our question box and there's lots more content over there. You can always get me in messages and I share so much more about my motherhood journey over there as well. I loved being here with you guys again this week. I'll see you next time. You've just listened to another episode of the No Way But Through podcast. If you want to connect with other like-minded moms and join our growing online community, head on over to Instagram and follow along with us at No Way But Through. You can always reach me over there throughout the week. And if you'd like to financially support this podcast, there's a link at the bottom of every episode where you can do just that.